tonight, recording from my basement in beautiful Chicago. I am Amanda Costner. This is LezCast, and we are back, baby. We're back covering a brand new show, the reboot of A League of Their Own, created by Abby Jacobson and Will Graham. If you can't tell how excited I am by my smile, if you're listening, I got a big cheese-eating grin on my face. Uh, We've got a pilot packed full of content, and we are recapping episode one. I will be recapping all of the episodes this season, so stay tuned later for those recaps to come out. I've got some great guests lined up to come onto the pod, but first, with me today is someone who squealed through the entire pilot, so you know she's going to be bringing the excitement to this recap, my wife, Ro. Hey. Uh, Ro, how do you think this opening episode did in comparison to the movie League of Their Own? Um, you know, I I liked it a lot. Um, I think the show and the movie are very different uh, in terms of like the vibe and the feelings that it gave me. You know, the emotional journey, I guess. But um, Good point. but I but it but I they're different in a way that I that I liked. Like um, the, the show is obviously very modernized, and uh, the characters are a little bit more relatable. And so, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, since you're bringing it up right right at the top, I wonder if there are people who listening who also feel the same way you feel because I kind of had the same feeling. I, lo- I loved the opening episode, but um, and so I don't want this to sound negative, but yeah, it's not a movie. And I think if there is a critique, like the maybe one of the one critiques is that they, you know, and I don't know if this is even fair of me to say, but like, you know, it doesn't have that movie magic. Like, there's no there's no Gina Davis, no Tom Cruise, no Rosie, no Madonna. And also, it doesn't have that shine, that like movie shine. It's like very much almost like uh, Parks and Rec, a league of their own type vibe. Like, n- like... And I think that's because of Abby a little bit. I think Abby Jacobson's yeah. bringing a little bit of her quirkiness to yeah. Carson, who feels like the main character of the show. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I love them both, and I think I think most people watching this will will walk away loving them both. Yeah, I think like the main thing that it shares with the the main things that it share with the movie are like um, are like the aesthetics, and then you know obviously some of the facts you know the uh, historical facts um but then i feel like the direction they're going is very different um and i and but i don't mind it because there is no like modern day gina davis so i'm glad that they didn't try to repeat what the movie did i would have been more disappointed if there was like who could they get to be another gina davis exactly should 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 they just have brought gina davis back (laughs) i mean they probably should bring her back as a cameo yeah (laughs) and or as a minor character surprised if she doesn't get a cameo i know she was at the premiere but i mean should they have just brought gina davis back and be like here's a um 32 year old no i mean i (laughs) You know, that, that would be a different show. I think like, I, I like that they're, I like that it's a modern take on it. And I, and I like that it's, they're just like embracing the differences and kind of going in a different, as you said, like quirkier, kind of goofy, funny direction, but it, but also, you know, there are some serious moments. Um, I just want to clarify. Yeah. I know this show is not like parks. People are going to be like, ah, yeah. screaming in their car. <laughs> I know this, we're not getting like, it's not a documentary style. It's not a mockumentary. I get that. I just, it's very different. I think what I just meant was like, it's got that vibe of humor of like, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, that scene with Carson, played by Abby Jacobson, and Greta, who is, uh, let's see, let me do my memory. So Greta's played by Darcy Carden, who mm-hmm. uh, people will know from The Good Place. Yeah, uh, she was like the ro- really funny was it a that. robot. I don't know. It wasn't, it was like a AI on that show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, kind of program. Both of them bring their own things to these yeah. roles. And so I think in that way, yeah, it's like got that quirk to it. Totally. And they're both really quirky act uh, like actors um and but like in ways that don't clash like they're both very different um and unique and like i'm i'm so like i feel like watching this show as a fan of the movie i'm like excited to explore these new characters and like see where they're going with this these new storylines um i'm not disappointed um i'm I'm like actually really excited see i was i am a little disappointed that we don't that and I shouldn't be because like what they did, I think, is they put a lot of like to me, Carson is a combination of Kit and Dottie. Uh, Gina okay. Davis played Dottie. Uh, L- Lori Petty, the great Lori Petty played Kit. And mm. to me, they rolled that into Carson. And, and uh, I don't know why I think that I just maybe because of the train scene, which is how the episode starts with with yeah. that classic scene of yeah. uh, <laughs> in the movie, it's Dottie and Kit. Right. And in the show, it's just Carson. And maybe that's yeah. why I, I decided in my head that they were two rolled into one. So although I think she's more Kit than Carson. I would agree with that. And um, I think that's why we were both like missing the Gina Davis. Yeah. She's much more Kit. Yeah. Uh, well, she- and then I feel like. um Greta's character is a little bit Carson maybe or a little you know like the she's kind of like the beautiful smooth operator you think Greta's more like Dottie I don't know maybe I think Greta is a lot like Madonna's character May okay uh from the movie um oh yeah even though I know that you know there's another character um in the tryouts that was blonde uh, you know, uh, listeners, we're going to try to keep mm. their, their names as, as straight as we can, but yeah. there was a lot introduced to us here in the opening episode. But, um, but you're, I, I think I saw more of the Madonna character in Greta because like Greta seemed so mischievous. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Um, she literally just like seemed to, uh, she just like wanted to know whether Carson was queer, like yeah. for the hell of it i know like for shits and giggles and or then something. like and then like just bailed and did yeah her own thing. and she yeah. was doing all kinds of stuff with the yeah. drinking and the letter mailing and she's the hotel clerk definitely like, mischievous she's getting and, into it yeah yeah <laughs> and so like like she's such a fun character like that that she i mean yeah like maybe there's like madonna the madonna didn't play like she wasn't like a main character in the movie and but she didn't, felt like a main character. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that she wasn't actually. And so, and they didn't really, like, develop that character that much in the movie. And so, like, you know, so, like, this is, like, a brand, essentially, like, to me, like, a brand new person, brand new character. And so I'm excited to explore. Like, she's so intrigued. Greta's character in this show is so intriguing. And I'm, like, I'm, like, super excited to explore that. And then so it almost, it, it like, distracted me from being disappointed that I'm not seeing the things I like from the movie. Because I'm, like, oh, there's new and exciting things, too explore and to see you know how what happens so yeah that's okay that's a good point you know it's uh, fair enough <laughs> um so the beginning of the movie we get that classic like i said we get that classic uh, uh 
Carson's trying to catch this train scene, a lot of fun stuff. And then we head to Chicago for the tryouts. Now, for me, this is really cool that we get to record this podcast while living and breathing in the same city that these tryouts were actually held in 80 years ago at Wrigley Field, just a 15-minute drive north of us, 20-minute bike ride. Um, This is our city, and we're podcasting about it. It feels so great. I love, like, I love shows and movies. I love things that are set in Chicago just for obvious reasons yeah and so i i loved it when there was this like line where she was like walking around the streets of chicago and she's like i feel like a ping pong ball and <laughs> i i thought that was so funny and i was like yeah that's how it feels when you're like walking on like busy michigan avenue on like a you know on a weekend where it's filled with tourists and you're just like bouncing around yeah into the wrong uh, l entrance you'll get bounced into the road (laughs) a cab will run you over exactly yeah it's it's not new york city but when it's busy yeah you're like it definitely has that vibe yeah (laughs) and it's just it can be overwhelming because the buildings are so tall and it's just yeah it's it's um i yeah i love that they like you know featured chicago or commented on chicago in the show it's- yeah the show did a good job because this was actually filmed in pittsburgh so uh, oh wow okay. they uh they did a good job with that making it feel like downtown chicago yeah and you know i it just made my i was you know even though it wasn't filmed like it feels like chicago they when uh the the train conductor says last stop at union station i was mm. just like oh yeah that's my yeah. city yeah. <laughs> i think we're just like we love our city so we that's do probably why we're yeah um, we get the classic scene where the ladies aren't so ladylike. Uh, the beginning of this episode has a lot of the classic scenes from the movies. Yeah. With the tryout with the big bang, uh, big band music kind of about boom, 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 boom. And then they're, and they're playing, we're getting the, the we're hearing the baseballs, uh, cracking the bats, and we're yeah. seeing them throw and all of that. I'm just waiting, you know, I'm waiting later in the season. They got to do a slide into one of the bases and show the girl's thigh where the newspaper man's taking a picture yeah. where it's on a picture. That was such an iconic moment from the movie. That well, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good. That was Gina Davis, right? Who? No, no, no. It was, was a different. It was a different girl. Else, yeah. I think. I remember. Um, I think it was. Um, they did have like a girl, the great Anne Ramsey, maybe playing Helen. Okay, I could be wrong. They did have a girl doing. Um, uh, like a woman um, doing the splits. Like I don't know if you remember this from the from the that montage, but it just I was like, oh my gosh, I was like worried. I was like. It made me squirm a bit because it was uh, looked very painful. But she was like, it, "This was just a brief shot from the montage." But they had her like catching the ball and like doing the splits and, t- yeah, that's, and a, that's one of the famous the base. ones from yeah. the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So that they was like Dottie who did that. Okay, got it. Yeah. So is Carson a catcher? Like, I didn't. I didn't recall that. I, I need to think so. Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember her in catcher's gear. I. I she was like briefly. briefly I think I remember okay. her briefly. That's what Dottie yeah. was, Gina Davis. She, yeah, she so was then, the catcher. So yeah. then that makes sense. And then she's Kit like was the, the pitcher, character. and they yeah. got that classic. Sorry, I we need, we're going to talk less about the movie. It's yeah. just obviously relevant, especially yeah. in this opening episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we get something a little different here. We meet two ladies, Max and Clance. Uh, they're yeah. young black women. And they're turned away from tryouts because they're black. This was also a scene in the movie, and the show kind of took this scene and they just ran with it. Yeah, uh, which, which I'm I so like. glad. Yeah, which is awesome because they're such great characters. And again, this is like a new area that they're exploring with the show, and and these characters are both so super compelling. And I see, personally... I found Max much more compelling. <laughs> I think I'm like, you know, oh yeah, I think the That's tomboy so in me is biased. You know, yeah, <laughs> I I definitely think Max is very is like i'm like super interested 
to you know see her storyline but I, I also really liked Clance to be honest with you because she's like a huge comic book nerd and I like I could relate like, to that oh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah My and wife I like a big like, comic fan yeah yeah um and yeah I liked like their relationship that they're you know like they're like friend like besties and they're like kind of always like ribbing each other and stuff they're they're just like kind of seem to have like a really strong friendship and yeah, um, I think they're yeah. going to showcase that friendship throughout yeah. season one. Max, I found it interesting to learn, is based off of three real-life African-American uh, players cool. yeah. from that time. Um, and I wasn't sure how the show was going to include uh, black players in this in the, in the the show, because I knew that was like part of what they were saying ahead of time, was, was that they, they wanted to give them more. And um, I think this is the perfect way to do it. They, again, they... It wasn't copy, but they are referencing a scene from the original and the yeah. movie. We get this the, the brief cameo, but that cameo was very powerful. I I will clearly remember mm-hmm. um, in the movie when the 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 women come up and the the one throws the ball back, and there's this like nod to you know recognize that like th- these black women are just as good and are you know you know women in general back then were not treated well, but especially if you were yeah. a black woman, right. um, and so slash like. Yeah. Slash today. How much have things changed? Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's a different podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in later for our <laughs> Sucks to be a woman in America, especially if you're a woman of color podcast. I hope we we continue to get uh, compelling content with Max. I think we will because, uh, yeah, you know. a super strong character. Uh, yeah. Shantae Adams, who plays Max, is doing a really good job making me uh i almost wish we get got a little more time with max i agree yeah i mean i yeah i think she's yeah she's a really like she seems very strong-willed she seems very smart seems and relatable very, yeah right? super like, relatable like she's like the underdog um she's clearly the best player in the league yeah right yeah and so and she's just trying to navigate uh you know trying to it seems like she's like kind of it seemed like she was like formulating a plan by the end of the by the end of a, the episode or like, you know, trying to figure out some ins about how to get into. She's like, I got to play ball. I don't know, but yeah, I got to play ball. Yeah. And, and like, she's so talented and she's just constantly underappreciated and, you know, there's, yeah. So it's, um, yeah. We, I, like you've, you come out like just really rooting for her. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, big time, um, big time. Yeah. Um, back at the tryouts, we, we get some funny lines. One of my favorite quotes was, uh, my God, look at the calves. They're enormous. Yeah, the calves on the <laughs> I gotta say, like, oh, one of the things that's I've always had my whole life. I I'm a former professional golfer. I played uh, softball up until I quit to take golf more seriously. I was a pitcher, and um, I'm not bragging here, but I've always felt like I had like abnormally large calves, and so <laughs> I I've always been like, is that because I'm a lesbian? Obviously, listeners, I know. It's not because I'm a lesbian, but uh, I just found that line funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And I like the they were like, instead of like, you know, making like comments about women's, you know, like more exploitative comments about women's bodies, they were like kind of commenting on like, I mean, it was like kind of an, in a negative light. They were commenting on how, like, you know, how their strength essentially, you know, like these women had like big calves like running around and like, um, I think the show was trying to showcase that, like back back then, it was like the idea that a woman could not be this, yeah. you know, 
make yourself as small as possible and wear as fem you yeah. wear your feminine and the idea that all these women would just be like i'm sure to the traditional people back then it was like oh my god you know their eyes turn into baseballs like mm -hmm. oh, a woman oh, i mean like i i have this later but later i don't want to not to skip ahead too far but when the lady's chaperone comes in uh i jotted down the rules and one of the rules is no pants Oh, the, they have to and wear I know this was a stuff, thing. Yeah. I just like cannot. First of all, when I I heard the no pants thing, I was like, "What?" I was thinking like, "Okay, they don't have to wear pants. Just want to go no pants, pantsless women." Yeah. But what they really mean is, show your legs, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're be more naked. Skirts and dresses, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, this was like up until very recently, and I think still is in some countries. Like, if you were like an attorney and had to be in court. Um, like as a woman, you were required to wear a, a skirt. Um, uh, it's, it's incredible. Remember, like thinking, like, can you imagine existing as a woman in the 1940s? I would, I think no. I would be lobotomized. I would just be so angry all the time. Well, we might be, you know, the direction, the direction our Supreme Court is going, we might be reliving that period. Well, I laugh and then it turns to cry. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, speaking of the 1940s, uh, we learned that some more information. Uh, Max works at her mom's hair salon. She is struggling hard lying to her mom about going to the tryouts. Uh, Ro, all Max wants to do is play ball. Can you believe a 1940s mom won't support that? <laughs> yeah, right. Her dad is really cool, though. Yeah, I know. I love that, like, father-daughter relationship. It's That was, like, really touching, and yeah. He was like, don't get too drunk tonight. Right, yeah, what yeah. What a cool dad! <laughs> okay, dad. And, and she was, was basically like, I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> and he was, like, rooting for her. Like, he was, like, disappointed that she, like, didn't, you know, wasn't able to try out and stuff. So, <sighs> Yeah. You know, I just said, oh, Matt, can you imagine being a woman in the 1940s? And then we made the joke about, but honestly, like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what it's like. That's just like a level above just being a woman in the 1940s is like just being black back then. And like, uh, you know, Max is disenfranchised. She can't even try out even though she's better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then her father is like helpless. Like, what can he say? There's nothing he can do to go correct this. This is just the way things were back then. Um, I think it's important for us to remember that considering where our country is headed now. Um, we have to, you know, not be afraid of admitting our past, uh, you know, as a country. Uh, so we get our first queer joke uh, when we're like about halfway through the episode uh, with the Joe character, who I, I think of as similar to the Rosie O'Donnell character. Yeah. Uh, the, the girls are getting ready to go out and they ask her, do you think there'll be any cute boys? And Joe's like, to be honest, I haven't thought much about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good line. Yeah. And then when they ask what her type is, Joe's like, uh, blonde. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I love all, it. The, the straight players are like a little confused. I know. I know. <laughs> and, the, and that one chick is like I'm blonde. Or yeah, I think she like, like she like says that. Carry the eight. Wait a sec. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, then we get our next big famous scene from the movie. The girls sneak out of the house to get drunk yeah. and dance. Uh, Joe's yeah, dancing was awesome. This the middle of the episode was Joe's time to shine. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She had like good moves. Yeah. Uh, Max and Clance go to the bar. Uh, who uh, Clance's husband works in the kitchen and uh, Clance's 
husband uh, is being yelled at by Max for telling uh, her parents in the salon about the tryouts. But then uh, Clancy's husband is like, hey, all those baseball girls are out there in the bar. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and then I, th- I thought it was an interesting scene. Again, showing us, I think making us, like you said, root for Max when that guy is like, oh, I made it. And she's like, but you're terrible. How, yeah. how relatable was that scene? And then it's like there's so many different levels of that because – She's finding out this person who's she's like, I'm better than you and you yeah. get to play and I don't get to play. And then his response being like, why should you care? You're a woman. Right. And then she just like loses it. I just feel like so many women have gone through that experience. Yeah, totally. And like it's I mean, Max just like just totally cannot catch a break the whole episode. And it's just so unfair. Like there's no good reason for it except for like, you know, racism and sexism. Um, and so, yeah, it just really pulls you into her story and really makes you root for her. And, um, but it's, it's also kind of, it was like, it was like, it was, it felt very unfair, but it wasn't hard to watch. Like sometimes when things are unfair and frustrating Mm -hmm. like that, it's like, uh, it, it's, it can be difficult to watch, but this was like, this was not, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. For some (laughs) reason it was compelling um, watching it. And I think part of it is because we're, we're rooting for her. And at the end, you know, uh, spoiler alert, we get a little montage where she's like pitching with some Janis Joplin music. And I don't know, I think maybe it's easier, not easy to watch, but it's like more engaging to watch because you're like, okay, this show is going to do something with Max. They're going to show us Max's journey. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, And, and she like kind of deals with things like relatively like gracefully, like, I mean, she gets like frustrated and and understandably frustrated and mad at different points, but like, but then she's like, you can see like, she's like persevering. See, I'm the opposite. I think like her lack of grace, because I have no grace. I'm Mm -hmm. just graceless. My mom always called me a bull in a china shop. And I think, (laughs) I think her not, I think probably back then it was very dangerous for a, a young black woman to be like this. As like you yeah. see sometimes when she's traveling with Clance, Clance is like, are you crazy? You know, you can't oh, do that yeah. stuff. That's true. Yeah. So Maybe I think I like her outburst. Yeah. You know, you want her to like yeah. punch the racist people. And I don't yeah. know. Obviously she can't. But uh, anyway, so uh, Carson, back with Carson, Abby Jacobson's character uh, is at the bar. She talks, some might say flirts with. A very queer-seeming character wearing a newspaper boy hat. Lupe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. That, it was like a like double little, flirt. It was yeah. like a little tease. She was kind of talking with the, the lady with the hat on. And then Greta comes in. Right. And then they flirt, too. Oh, my God. Bro, is this show such, about to be gay as hell? Such hard. I, so, yeah, I didn't realize. So I kind of, like, thought that there would be, like, some queerness in the show. Like, but I... I didn't like really research the show much before we watched it. And so I wasn't sure if there were going to be any queer characters or just like a side character or whatever. Um, but yeah, when I saw this flirting, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Me neither. I honestly, I was planning yeah. on covering it cause I love the movie. Yeah. I, my only indication was when I saw Ash silver was like kind of indicating to her fan base, like get ready for the show. I was like, Ash must know something oh, on the yeah. inside. And also Abby Jacobson who recently got engaged to her partner. Congrats yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, she's one of the creators and I, I just kind of had this, I feel like Abby's like approach a little bit of her queer side lately. Yeah. Um, I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know she, she was queer. Not that that was her response responsibility uh you know but yeah I, anyways i just had that feeling yeah I, like yeah when they started flirting i was like oh my god 
Uh, <laughs> every, y'all, every time like anything remotely queer came on, Roshi would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it to be. I, I think this episode was like pretty queer, so I, uh, which I wasn't expecting. So I just like, I really enjoyed that. It was a I wasn't expecting surprise, it yeah. to get this queer either. Yeah. Like, and I feel like like half the the cast we saw like maybe it's queer <laughs> right yeah yeah or there's many, and then the main characters and, yeah so. uh, Karsten has a line when she's talking with Greta at one point where she says uh, quote I'm not stopping because it feels good <laughs> and I was like yeah this is gonna, gonna get real I know yeah there were, there were there were actually probably some like really good moments and lines in that scene uh, Ro, as good. soon as they went in the storage room I knew they were gonna make out I know I was like oh my gosh you clapped better. when you saw them. yeah like I think I like yeah I was like oh they're doing something yeah what did you think of the kiss um I thought it was pretty good like I um it was kind of like multiple kisses in succession where you could see that like they were like getting progressively into it but then also they were like um trying to figure out what was going on like i think or i think i think greta knew what she was doing yeah <laughs> or more carson was trying to figure out and decide trying to decide if she was into it and then obviously she was and but you could see her you know it's like <laughs> yeah she did the test kiss and then the yeah did i like yes i liked it very much let me go back and do that again yeah, she did that yeah, whole thing yeah. but i thought it was like a really hot makeup scene you thought it was really hot yeah, yeah. i was a little, i wasn't i didn't think it was like crazy hot um <laughs> But it, it was better than like uh uh the the what's the murder show we've been watching? Murder in the only murders in the building. Oh, it yeah. was better than uh that first kiss. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I like oh, yeah, I like that show, but it, the, yeah, this was definitely I thought it was like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about and the, that ending? And the build up the tension and build up the flirting. They and did stuff. some good job like, with the I, yeah. I think that added to Greta the Greta and yeah. Carson were flirting pretty much yeah. since the moment they meet uh and, and they're in the house. And then they have that that whole scene we didn't talk about where they um Carson gets drunk and yeah. mails a letter to her husband. Yeah, and there was kind of a Again, I think because it added that I wasn't expecting this at all. And so, like, during that trunk scene, you're like, are they flirting with each other or are they just drunk? I'm not sure. Because she's, like, cutting her hair. So, you know, they're, like, there's all this, like, really, you know, intimate stuff that they're doing. But you're not really sure if that's the direction the show is going. And then their flirting gets kind of increases and gets progressive over this, over the episode. And then kind of culminates in a kiss. So it's just, like, a good, like, you know, build up and climax, if you will. <laughs> she tested her and then she and then she bailed and then she just like she was like i'm gonna go hang out with this dude and so is yeah, greta was, bi or is she just playing I, with carson i think she's bi i i didn't get the sense that greta was like uh, nefarious but she's evil evil <laughs> intentions yeah i i got i i feel like greta is like well, I don't know. I'm, there's so, so much we don't know about Greta. But... I think Greta's kind of fluid with her sexual orientation. Yeah, where she's like exactly sexually she fluid. She seems very comfortable and confident. Super, yeah, exactly. That's that's the perfect way to describe her, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, she broke Carson's heart a oh, little. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like that scene encapsulated, like, what it feels like when you're when you like realize you're gay and then you like crush on somebody and they're straight or or they're they're unavailable yeah. maybe not straight it's but like they're a rite unavailable. of passage <laughs> yeah like we've all been through that and, and to some degree so and it's hard and and like you can just see that just evolve over like that you know that short scene yeah. where she's like 
She's like, where are you going? But we, you just met him. But shouldn't we go home? Like she was just so, her, her heart was just so broken. And um, yeah. yeah, it was like, it was kind of, Sad, but kind of fun to watch. Max is queer because they drop a line in the opening episode about how Max is never interested in any of the men who hit on her. I I'm not sure. I interpreted that as like she's that was because she was like so focused on baseball and things like that. But Hmm. they don't really, honestly, they don't really like touch on her love life much. It's really like she's like very baseball yeah, that's focused. not so focus in this i'm episode. not sure yeah and she does have this like strong friendship with her friend i don't know it's hard to hard to say she it was interesting that she her reaction or lack of reaction to the, seeing the kiss like she seemed like pretty cool with it um and that like you know like because she witnessed their greta and carson's kiss she did yeah yeah she walks in on them or i think so i thought that's what happened are you sure I believe so. Yeah. I think she... No, because, like, the way the kiss ends is that Greta just, like, leaves and is, like, thought But so. then Max comes oh, out of the shadows. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then like, they kind I of... Didn't catch that. They kind of, like, allude to that later, like, um... Because they, okay, like... Okay, well, I think she's yeah. definitely queer if they did that. Then why would they have her do, show her, like, being cool with the kiss? Otherwise? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, like, I'm not sure, like, does that mean she's queer or if she's just, like really open accepting or or maybe she i the other thing i was like oh maybe she's gonna like try to <laughs> try to like i don't know uh yeah use, uh, use the information to yeah get on, like get somehow the use the invasion advantage or i don't know i'm i'm not sure um yeah I or, don't know or how... maybe get in with um carson's character and just like befriend her I do um, think that that is going to be a thing. I, I believe I read that like throughout the season, her and Carson will interact with each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think she's got a, she, her, her storyline is obviously like, how can she play? How can yeah. she do what she was born to do? Which totally. is like, be an awesome baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any more thoughts on the opening episode? I, I, no, I feel I'm, like it was a great opening episode. I loved it. And it ended on a cliffhanger, which is always fun. And it was like, I you loved thought that it. was a cliffhanger, huh? Yeah, because it was like, I well, I guess I, I feel just, like uh, we've lost meaning of okay, maybe like cliffhanging is you're literally hanging on for okay, your life. Yeah, that's actually you're right. You're about to fall it, to it, your death. If it you ended know. in a way that maybe want to keep keep on watching, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't a cliffhanger. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I I use that incorrectly. Yeah, it just ended. It just like it made you want to watch episode two. Yeah, it was a good. It's like set everything up really well. Maybe that's what. It, maybe that's what I'm about. super yeah. stoked on episode two. Cannot wait to watch. Yeah gonna watch as soon as we are done recording this it took a lot of willpower to not continue watching (laughs) y'all i forced her to do the podcast with me (laughs) Uh, well speaking of make sure you are subscribed because i am going to be getting these out as soon as possible Uh, i want to thank my co-host ro for marrying me so that i could (laughs) pressure her into podcasting about women love and women (laughs) tv shows uh Like I said, stay tuned. I'm going to be getting these recaps out uh, soon. I'm trying to record and publish at least one a day until I get through with recapping the season. But, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. The point is, make sure you're subscribed to LesCast. That way you get notified when new episodes drop. 